Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the best side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Email us questions and complaints at wrestlingishard@gmail.com. I'm Jim. Welcome to our summer vacation episode. Yay! I'm on vacation. So we recorded a little something for you. I swear it's live. If you're watching on YouTube, you can tell it's live because we have different clothes on. <laughs> so I got to go. I had to think of something. And sometimes I do a better job of thinking of stuff. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I didn't do a great job of this. I was thinking like, okay, what are the most outrageous things that have happened in 2022 so far? And uh, I came up with a list. Now, it, it took a while for me to get to 16. I got 16 entrants. We're going to do a bracket completely randomized. I had a couple of uh, uh, podcast-specific ones, but some stuff happened in the last two weeks that just filled it in for me, so I didn't really have to do anything. Um, the, do you want to know what the two things were that were podcast-specific, Brandon, Chris? I would love to, yeah. Okay, number one was... Is this uh, like honorable mention? Sorry. This is honorable off. mentions. They didn't okay. make the list. And we'll put it on our Instagram. So go follow us on Instagram. We'll put the lists up. So honorable <laughs> oh, mentions. Boy. Honorable mentions. One was uh, Brandon shitting in his bathing suit like a cheese cloth <laughs> on the beach in the dunes. Yeah, yeah, not shitting my pants, shitting into my pants. My into pants around pants. my ankles yeah, and you, I dropped a pile a into the... Yeah. You dropped trowel. <laughs> and then caught him. Caught the poops. And number two was me admitting that I uh, was bored in college and tied weights to my dick to make them longer. Oh, that's so a good go. one. But they got knocked out. I'll still admit to it, but they got knocked out because other stupid shit happened. So, guys, open up your link if you haven't already. You've got 16 nominations for the most outrageous <laughs> shit to happen in 2022. And they're all going to go against each other. And I'm going to give everybody a little explanation. You guys can chime in what you want. Uh, if you have questions about it or anything like that, we will go through it. But this should be fun. We're going to put it up on our Instagram. Follow us there. Let's get started. You guys ready? Brandon, you ready? I think so. There's a lot of room here for me to recreate that Rey Mysterio's plastic eyeball versus Hana Kimura's real-life suicide incident because I see a couple <laughs> dead bodies on, on the 16 year <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thoughts? We'll keep it. No, let's rock and roll, man. Right, I'm ready to is. go. Let's do it while I'm fresh. All right, let's start in the Poop poop Pants Conference. <laughs> we got everything that's going on with Rick Rick Flair's retirement match, the Carney aspect of it, Conrad, fucking him gigging during a promo, um, his the possibilities of a 73-year-old man dying. Um, everything about this is just preposterous and outrageous. Any thoughts on this, Brandon? Good. Yeah, we covered this last week. Um, anxiously awaiting it. I think next week when we come back, we'll, we will get whatever the content is out of it. Mm -hmm. Just uh, the true apex of carnyism mixed with the tinge of like, oh, is this actually a big deal to pro wrestling people? Uh, and I think we're going to have a, a nuclear bomb level disaster in Conrad's bank account here. I have a feeling he's taken a loan out to lease this place, so... Chris, thoughts? Yeah, so this is fucking weird all over. And when I was I was just looking at this, the retirement match, and people wanting to, you know, seeing if a 70-some-year-old man's going to die in the ring, I'm starting to think that there, what happens if this is like, oh, Russell, my last match? 
Now I'm going to kill myself. Woo! In the ring, like, I do hope. You think, mm. Do you think, yeah, like gun, like fucking Bud Dwyer, go Google him, gun in the <laughs> middle of the fucking ring, blows his fucking brains out all over everybody. And I'll still wear my really expensive Ric Flair sweatshirt. That's right. He's got some uh, shorts online, too, that are real good. From the yeah. same fights of club or whatever it's called. Roots of fight. Roots very of expensive fight. stuff. Yeah, very expensive, very expensive stuff. stuff. And don't buy their t-shirts because they're shaped weird. There you go. And the opponent for Ric Flair's retirement match, Jordan Grace, ends up getting talked into giving $5,000 to a CTE fund for calling Chris Benoit a murderer. So basically the background on this is that Jordan Grace was saying that no matter how good Chris Benoit was was in the ring, when it comes down to it, she can't separate the fact that he murdered his entire family. Well, consistent uh, Chris Benoit apologists, including his son, Chris Jericho, and Chavo Guerrero Jr., guilted her into donating money to the CTE fund, but then... Uh, woman's woman, professional wrestler character woman, Dark Angel, sister said, you know, no matter how much you give and how much CT is not a reason, for, the man it may be a reason for the man to be a monster, but he's actually a monster. You should have asked the people whose family has been affected by his deaths. So now she's apologizing to her, offered to give uh, donations to her charity. So Jordan Grace just looks like a fucking like a dickhead that stuck her foot in her mouth. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, this uh, has come up twice now outside of re- wrestling world in my life. So this must have been a big deal trending on Twitter. I think what Jordan Grace said something about that Chris Benoit maybe actually wasn't that good of a wrestler, which was a big deal. Right. And uh, which I, I, I haven't been able to formulate a good take on this yet because it's so stupid and hard for me to conceptualize. But there's something funny here about the fact that She's arguing that a guy that actually murdered his entire family may not be good at at pretend at fighting job. as good. He, he, he only likes the real deal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think for this matchup, I'm going to go with this one uh, because it keeps – like, again, like three separate people have reached out to me or I've heard it on another podcast. Uh, and Ric Flair hasn't happened yet. If he, right. if he Bud Dwyer's in the ring of Jeff Jarrett like – crushes a uh, guitar over his head and that's the last thing that he ever happens to him this is going to skyrocket to the top but it just we haven't gotten there yet chris thoughts so i i see this a little bit different than you guys see it here um she Good. it looks like jordan grace did something that a fucking 26 year old would do you know, I mean, she stuck her foot in her mouth and now she's apologizing to everybody. And I guarantee you there were some comments that came from somebody, whether it be Jericho and Chavo or from other people in the business that said, hey, listen, you got to walk this back or your career is probably going to hit a major fucking roadblock. Um, this is kind of this is an odd situation for the whole thing. This is I fucked up. Now I'm going to try to f- I fucked up trying to fix the fuck up. And then I fucked up again trying to fix the second fuck up that fucked up the first fuck up. So I just think that this is um, a case of a young person sticking their foot in their fucking mouth and then not being able to fix it. Uh, And I can't in good conscience have anything (laughs) take away from this fucking ridiculousness that is Ric Flair. So I get the final vote on the tiebreaker. Yeah. 
Jordan Grace, real dope for doing this. And then she gets suckered into giving away all this money. <laughs> and then it's suckered into apologizing for giving money. It's pretty ridiculous. But, man, the entirety of Ric Flair's entire retirement match, the build to it, the fucking promo, really. I would have been on the fence if it wasn't that I didn't get a video of Ric Flair bleeding all over a parking lot with Jeff Jarrett and his dyed white. His dyed, it's not even white. It's not like old man white. It's platinum blonde mustache. Rick, the Ric Flair retirement's got it for me. Sorry to the families of those killed by, uh, the family of those killed by Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, piece of shit. Ric Flair retirement match. Bigger piece. <laughs> well, fuck death. Me, it's more outrageous. Can I just add to, like, uh, was it um woman's uh, sister who has always been outspoken about this whole situation? Yeah, I can't remember. The first thing, and yeah, neither can I. The first thing she said was, before she got money donated to her cause or whatever it was, hmm, once again, nobody's mentioning my fucking family. Right. They're all just talking about Chris Benoit again. Nobody's mentioned the family that was fucking murdered. It's true. Brandon thought. You know, like, can we just erase him from this whole fucking situation? I would love to, but people always got to bring people it up. People keep bringing him up, and he hasn't been around for a very long time. You let's, know, let's... he killed his family and all this stuff, but in the ring. <laughs> Yo, so this guy wait, murdered then... his family, but, man, he could really clean a toilet. Nobody's fucking saying that. <laughs> let me, let me, <laughs> let me, um. Let me just bring this. Oh, real quick, it just popped in my head. Uh, the difference in the wrestling community with the wrestling fan base community and every other fucking we'll, we'll lump it in with sports just because they have a massive fan base for particular people. Um, nobody's saying that about OJ. No, <laughs> he's still a murderer. Football fans were like, nope, murderer. Fuck him. He's a murderer. Um, and uh, Ric Flair, too. You know, Ric Flair is going to have a retirement match. We didn't talk about this, but, you know, Ric Flair's last match, Ric Flair is going to wrestle one more time. I understand why they did it. It's a fucking tag match. That's a fucking letdown. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was going to go. No, no, I didn't. But don't, we're going to get him. Don't tell me he's going to have one last, like, like it was like, no, a tag match is just, it's a fucking spectacle. But it's not fucking you wrestling one last time. That you stand on fucking on the ring rope for fucking half of the match. Three guess quarters what? Of match. You know damn right well that they got Ric Flair out there and they were like, this motherfucker can't go in there by himself. Yeah, that's what it was. He's, He's going to die it. in there by himself. Yeah, that's what they did. That was fucking what's his name, probably. They probably had him because he was working a lot with Jay Lethal. And Jay yeah. Lethal probably went back and went, no. Rick, what are you doing? You're going to kill yourself. Brandon, final thoughts on that. I, I I mean it's I am sad to see Chris Benoit getting knocked out of any list of outrageous wrestling things so early <laughs> that this that the whole uh, wrestling world has not yet processed the, this event and it keeps having conflicting opinions on it somehow 15 years after the fact but I think it's uh, I I hear what you guys are saying I think it's valid. All right, so if I end up murdering a bunch of people, all the people I've had sex with, it doesn't matter. I had a big cock. All right, next up, still in the poop pants conference. <laughs> Michael Elgin gets signed to Noah and then gets arrested for shoplifting protein, then lies a bunch and gets called out on it. And no one sticks up for him. Versus the entirety of pulling off the Forbidden Door show and it actually being entertaining. Because we were on the fence about this and it ended up being very entertaining. Brandon, thoughts? This is open and shut case here. I would have probably switched these matches up. No criticism to you, Jimmy. did a great job here, but this is pulling off Forbidden Door. All random. I put him in a random case. 
I mean, we we talk about wrestling every week. Two weeks beforehand, we were like, or a month beforehand, there was no way Okada does anything with AEW. The week beforehand, we had no idea what was coming on and it ended up being awesome despite a bunch of injuries. Chris, got thoughts? Jim, what's that major yeah. inter? What's that major intersection in Tokyo where the people walk in the triangle? Shibuya Crossing. Okay, if if Michael El- Elgin's um. If Michael Elgin, if, the, if Michael Elgin's story was him running around naked in that intersection, jerking off with his finger up his butt, running around a circle in the middle of the fucking day, it still wouldn't win because it involves Michael Elgin and I couldn't fucking care less. It wouldn't be possible. Yeah. So we're going to go with Forbidden Door on this one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as ridiculous and f- as Michael Elgin, Elgin is, I find him completely forgettable. And no one will talk about him after this again, just like they did before. Just realize that I just had, I want everybody to realize that I had him running around naked, jerking off with his finger up his butt in the middle of a major intersection in Tokyo, and nobody even batted an eye when I said it. Not because you would do it. I think so. Respect. <laughs> I was just, just going to say respect, but I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> All right, on to the NFT conference. We got Noah, who keeps making guys over 50 their champ. We really hype on Noah coming into 2022, and... Keno did win the title this past weekend or two weekends ago, but uh, they keep working these 50-year-old guys into the fucking scene. Versus Stone Cold, not only being at WrestleMania, but having a hardcore match against Kevin Owens. Brandon, I know where you're going on this. I don't even have to guess. Go ahead. You got it, buddy. Stoney getting suplexed outside the ring and uh, fucking WrestleMania. Can't beat that. Chris, good. Stoney Oni. Um, yeah, this is still my one of my match of the year candidates. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts that it was only a few months ago we were watching Stone Cold taking bumps. And it was good. Ring. Outside the ring. Yeah, and he was good. And, and it was the Vince bump good. and everything else. It was fucking ridiculous. Uh, right, that was a good WrestleMania for those moments. All right, next up. Now, this is a tough one. This is the one where... Mind you, this is completely randomized. Sasha Banks and Naomi walk, walking <laughs> out. The same one. <laughs> versus Vince McMahon and everything that's going on with Vince McMahon, from the lawsuits to all the information that's coming out, to him sending dick pics. Now that's new information. The dick pics came out recently. Ah, fuck. Brandon, thoughts? Or your pick? I said this to you guys in text. The thing with all of the Vince McMahon stuff is this. I don't know if I've like had a fucking dream of all this stuff. And then I'm watching it again. But it's like this feels so underwhelming to me in the worst way possible where I'm just like this was a foregone conclusion since I, I 2001 when I was a kid watching this, that this is how Vince was going to go out. So uh, it does not feel as outrageous to me as right, it probably point. should. So for that reason, I think I'm going to go with Sasha leaving at the you know, high top of her career there. Good, Chris. And Naomi. Thoughts and pick. Yeah, like I said, Brandon just said, this is a tough one. Because like you said, like, oh, a multi-million dollar fucking, you know, however much WWE's worth, however much he's worth, he's scumming around and doing all this kind of shit. Doesn't seem that fucking surprising in this day and age. Um, but at the same time, a, a couple of talented individuals that uh really don't have any place at any time in 
WWE and now have options walk out. You know, none of this to me is all that outrageous. I, I really don't find it. Um, so I, look, I, I, I'll for lack of a better way to uh, a better way of deciding this. Because it just seems both of them just seem kind of par for the course, especially like, you know, Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out should have happened. Hmm. Right. These are really talented women that were just never truly showcased, especially Sasha Banks, never really showcased the way she should have been. There was a couple matches here and there, but they always bounced back to Charlotte or Becky Lynch every opportunity they had and then brought Ronda in. So, you know, um, I'm just going to go with the Vince just so Jimmy has to make a tiebreaker here. I gotta go with Brandon. This is the most outrageous of 2022, and the least ex- surprising aspect of this entire thing is the fact that Vince is scum. The guy, the boss of all the guys that were on the penis sexual assault liquor plane, was also doing crazy penis inappropriate stuff. Is like not the boss of all bosses. <laughs> it's not surprising. None of this is surprising. It's not outrageous. My mind is not blown. When I heard it, I was like. Holy shit, they finally got him. Not, holy shit, Vince is doing what? Anybody that's been paying attention to wrestling in the last 30 to 40 years knows it's full of scum. Yeah. Why wouldn't the head of the biggest scum company be a scum? I got to go with Sasha and and Naomi just because it was absolutely came out of nowhere. And WWE's reaction to it, which was unheard of since Stone Cold. And also Sasha Banks. Off, uh, being asked, she's asking for thirty thousand dollars per appearance, and she should get it. And she's getting it. What was she charging for signed photos? Ninety dollars. Ninety bucks. Yep, and she'll get it. Yep, good for her. All right, let's move on. There's a question mark there. I don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, let's go to where are we at? The wouldn't recognize him shitting oh, in a truck. Twitter, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just thinking of it. Uh, did you see that violent miracle breaking down the the signing to these people? Like how much is how a signing works? No, no, I didn't. And see how it. much it costs on Twitter? No. It's very entertaining. Go you ahead, should go follow him, Chris, if you don't violent miracle. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if I, I follow him on Instagram. I don't follow him on Twitter. I think you might listen to it. They were just <laughs> just some people were like, oh, thirty thousand for a signing. They're going to charge fifty dollars a head. Like this, this makes so much sense. And he was like, "No, it, at thirty thousand dollars and fifty dollars a person, that's an eighty-six hour long signing. Like, right. here's how math, here's how math works. Here, how you plan an event." And he was getting like backlash. I, don't, I just love that kind of shit where people just like fail to do like basic multiplication or yelling right. at people on the internet. Yeah, so, they're there for an entire. If you like weekend, that kind of she's stuff, she's getting thirty thousand dollars to do that. Plus, she's getting per sitting. She's got to meet strangers, and she's Sasha Banks. She's one of the biggest names that are going to be there. She's got to meet hundreds of strangers at a big fucking event, and she's got to sign and be happy and friendly. She should get paid. <laughs> it's like at three minutes at three minutes a person that are paying, you can get through max, what is that, 20 people an hour, 20 right. groups. So it's like 30 fucking bucks doesn't add up, buddy. It's going to be like $1,000 to see Sasha Banks. Right, yeah. So, um... Yeah, and I, well, I don't know what the event was, but you had to look at somebody like Sasha Banks is probably one of the reasons why you're going. Right. Like, if she wasn't there, you wouldn't be there, and they would get nothing. 
you know know your fucking value you know value your, like know what your value is to whatever you're doing yeah she I became, seems to i became social media friends with violent miracle and he uh suspiciously posted some Sid Vicious stuff immediately after we talked he, about it. He did. And uh, the exact promo great. and thing we were talking so about. Great. And I was like, I think you might listen. If you do, what's up, Got hit me up. Hit me up. We love Sid, too. All right. How about the wouldn't sh- recognize him shitting in a trough next to me conference? <laughs> We've got the entirety of Control Your Narrative, basically the, um, uh, the anti-woke... <laughs> anti-woke conference of guys that can't keep their mouth shut that are dicks in real life versus every time we watch a Joshi event and we get multiple shoot headbutts, especially in that fucking match between Suzu Suzuki and Mirai where they were just slapping heads together. It's fucking insane. Brandon thoughts. How about, how about a shoot headbutt in blackface in Joshi? Does does that count? (laughs) Because I think we got a couple of them. I will not defend that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, if the if the blackface shoot headbutt and Joshi is not a part of this, I think I'll go with with uh, the CYN boys. CYN boys, Chris. Yeah, let's just go with the CYN. <laughs> There's a lot of blackface in Japan. I mean, right? This is this like they don't. That's not thought of as anything, I guess. I, mean, I guess. Listen, I don't know. I'm not defended. It's I, bad. I can't speak for them. Not, it doesn't look good I'm to me. I'm not defended, though. but it doesn't look good to me either. But I can remember <laughs> going back and w- watching cartoons and stuff, and you get some um, yeah, questionable. <laughs> there is a Kanikuman who is Kanikuman in blackface. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty bad. Yeah. Next up. Here's one that made the list that I forgot about. Tammy Stitch, a.k.a. Sonny, killing somebody with a DUI versus the entirety of Jericho's outrageous hair. Brandon. This one's popping me every time. I got to go with just the way it's written out. Tammy Stitch killed somebody DUI. Immediately made me laugh, and it's been done it about five times since uh, in the last 25 minutes. So I'm going to go with that. Just a lifelong DUI. She's committed to DUI. Acquirer. Like she's a, yeah, she, committed to kayfabe. She's committed to DUIs. Chris. Who was the, the DUI guy uh, in uh, – he was Rick uh, – well, oh, geez. Sake Nake's brother. Wasn't he like 900 oh, DUIs yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, right. when we watched Houston? Sutton Houston? Sam Houston? Sam Houston. Sam Houston. It's 900. So I don't find this to be that outrageous because, you know, people who are drug addicts and get DUIs, eventually they're going to hit somebody and kill them. So that just seems to be par for the course if that's the life choice you're going to fucking make. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the person that died, but uh, Jericho's hair, he sees that on TV. Yes, he does. So I find it outrageous that he sees that on TV and doesn't go, fuck. So I'm gonna go with Jericho Hall's hair. This is the this is the dangerous part now because like we already dismissed one dead family <laughs> from this bracket. So <laughs> do I want to dismiss another dead family, another dead person? I do. Jericho's hair is. I have I was to look at genu- it every week. I don't know if I have a. Uh... It's the Problem, outrageous. But I was genuinely hoping that the final would be Chris Benoit versus Tammy Sitch. Murder. We just sit there and talk about which one of these these corpses was was more outrageous. Murder final. Murder final. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Carney Conference. We got uh, 
Christian Cage's promos, which have been entertaining as hell, but in today's modern on-network television promo wars that we have and what we've been conditioned to listen to for years by WWE, they seem to stand out. Versus Joey Ryan gets a job at the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. Someone spots him, reports him for being a sexual predator, and then he gets fired. Brandon. The Joey Ryan thing, that picture makes me genuinely happy because that is the the true doldrums of society. Fucking, what is he, Animal Trainer, Jungle Cruise, whatever Jungle Cruise. it is. This is a no-brainer to me. Christian Cage, funny at first. I'm a little disappointed, frankly, at this point because he's not rationing it down at all. He's gonna, just going to blow all the impact out of that promo in, in a one month instead of saving it. Mm-hmm. Joey Ryan genuinely working a, a $14 an hour job. Chef's kiss. Yes. That's it. Uh, uh, you know, we just talked about it with uh, Michael Elgin. You got to go. He can't He can't be a wrestler anymore. He's got to go lift boxes. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing wrong with working a $14 an hour job. But being that famous for all the worst reasons and having to be in public, getting paid a tiny amount of money is exactly what that guy deserves. Excellent. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to go with Joey Ryan. Christian Cage's promos, uh, he's always been great on the fucking mic, so it's not that all, all that um, outrageous. But not only does Joey Ryan go, he gets caught, and then somebody has him fired. It's so good. I fucking love it. He thought he was just going to be able to skate through life. And he's like, ah, nobody will know who I am. I'll just go work at Disney. Nope. I'm, uh, I'm voting for Joey Ryan because I have his Jungle Cruise t-shirt on. There you go. There you go. I got the uniform on. Uh, next up, last one in the bracket. We got Gas Can Eddie Kingston and that memorable fucking image versus Marty Skrull keeps getting booked. Brandon. Oh, this is terrible to say, but what the... Uh, <laughs> Marty Skrull is on a long list of low-level... Uh, Pro wrestlers that have a vague sexual sexual assault background. I don't know if he's been convicted of anything. So he falls into like a category of, with about 80 guys. And uh, he's not at a fucking Jungle Cruise. So I'm going to go with Gas Can Kingston, one of the highlights of the, the year, at least that image. Chris? Gas Can Kingston. Fucking Marvis girl who gives a shit. He's a piece of shit. And it's not outrageous that the fucking – that the uh, wrestling community will, will – number one – say you know i like marty Skrull, and then somebody says well you know he's been accused multiple times of of uh sexual assault with minor and then the response you get would be but he's an awesome wrestler though <laughs> so yeah fuck him <laughs> off the list then that image of gas can kingston it's fucking burned into my memory yeah. i mean it's one of the i've watched a lot of wrestling in my life that's up at the top yeah it's him walking down bloody with the gas can that was fucking great Loved it. I also said Gas Can Kingston. Marty Skrull. Fuck that dude. <laughs> but still. There's something about Marty Skrull, too. Not even that fucking good. No. No. Bird dude. Bird dude. Somewhere online, there was... I remember right when they launched All Elite Wrestling, they put out a line of t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Of, it was like Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Marty Skrull, I think, were like the four... There's definitely some sad fuckers there that, that, that dropped like $35 on a, a pedophile AEW shirt that never actually wrestled in AEW. <laughs> All right, let's move on. 
Poots Pants. Poop Pants Conference. Poop Pants. Poop Pants. We have Ric Flair and his entire retirement last match routine. The build, everything. Versus pulling off Forbidden Door. Brandon. I voted against it in round one, but yeah, these are two polar opposites, right? How do you pull off something really well in a month's time? And how do you completely fail to pull something off uh, with more than a month's time? Uh, I, I don't know that it's more outrageous, but I want to continue talking about Ric Flair's last match, so it gets my vote. Right. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to go with Juicy McGee. Fucking Ric Flair's last match. Can't tie his boots. But he's gonna wrestle another match. Seventy-four years old. Seventy-four years old. Oh. Going in there, getting gigging it, gigging in the lot, cutting all over himself. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, Ric Flair. NFT conference. Stone Cold taking bumps in a hardcore match at WrestleMania versus Naomi and Sasha walking out of WWE. Brandon. I, I feel. I feel like it's got to be fucking stone cold, man. I don't, I, I, again, I'm like, I, the Naomi and Sasha thing feels like a big, much bigger deal in the long term. But I truly, even until he walked out the ring, I was like, they're not going to have him slamming on his fucking head onto the concrete. So in that sense, that felt outrageous to me. Chris? Stony, Stony Magoni. Same, same reasons. What do you got, Jim? What would, would you have voted? I would have voted for, well, I am going to vote for Sasha Banks and Naomi. Just the amount of money and notoriety that they walk away from and how they really don't know. I mean, it's good that they know their own value and they represent their own value and they're like, this is how much I think I'm worth. But to walk away from that is just crazy. But good to, good for them. But Stone Cold goes through. Well, we get a, we get a legendary matchup in the, in the finals, <laughs> semifinals. All right, next up from the wouldn't recognize him shitting in the trough next to me. We got the control your narrative boys. I don't think. Oh, there is a girl. I think. Uh, I think uh, Nia Jax is involved. So another fucking dickhead versus Chris Jericho's hair. Ready? Control your narrative. What's the, what's our favorite part about this? I think it's that the amount of big names that they have and they still have to wrestle in like the Electric Factory. They're, yes, they're wrestling the Electric Factory. Which is less than twenty three hundred in Philly, probably, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they gotta put it they gotta break out chairs. It's smaller, I think. I think I'm gonna go with control your narrative here. It's it talk it like they couldn't be doing any worse. It's pretty hard to get that big of names that headline major WWE events and not have them be able to sell out like the the fucking electric factory. It's so funny. talk about controlling your narrative. They really fall off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> They've controlled nothing. They've controlled the ability to not have a crowd. Chris, who you got? So control your narrative is the wrestling with wrestlers that the company made, not wrestlers that made the company, right? Mm-hmm. Braun yeah. Strowman never would have been a wrestler if it wasn't for WWE. They found him. They brought him in. Uh, he left, and nobody fucking cared. Um, EC3, same thing. He was there. He wasn't there. He was back there. And now he's gone, and nobody cared the entire time. Um, so I'm going to go with Control Your Narrative as the most outrageous thing that they fucking that we've seen uh, out of these two, because uh, Jericho's hair is always going to be Jericho's hair. 
And it's, it's not that. all that outrageous that Even. he fucking... It's all that, not all that outrageous that he's a fucking egomaniac. So yeah. let's go. It's CYN. Control your narrative. All wrestling. Right. All right. Last part of the Carney Conference. Carnies. Joey Carney Ryan working at the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland and then getting fired. Versus <laughs> Gas Can Kingston. Brandon, good. I'm going to go Jungle Cruise Joey, man. <laughs> Love it. Not, not, not often do you get that posterized. Chris. I'm going to go with Gas Can Kingston. That fucking image is burned into my memory. Um, Okay. Just for the fact that this guy is getting his comeuppance and not being able to work places, I'm going to go with Joey Ryan in this one. Oh, that hurts. It Screws is out my finals. We got a bunch of dickheads on one side, and we got a bunch of old men old on the other side. Old guys on the other. All right, so here we go. Semis. Ric Flair, his entire last match, everything about it. Most importantly, that video of him bleeding all over the fucking park lot. This has gotten out of control looking at this final four. <laughs> Versus Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling in a hardcore match at WrestleMania. Go ahead, Brandon. I know where you're going. Come on. You love Stoney. You don't know where I'm going because that outrageous it. here. Yes, outrageous is the key. Outrageous. I think this. I have a soft spot for this event because Chris was just all over it from the beginning of the podcast. That this guy is screws loose beyond your average old wrestler screws loose. And we've just kind of been keeping our eye on it, and it's falling right into our lap here, it's right happening. on time next week. Like, it's happening. Oh, my God. It's really culminating just as we it's anticipated. <laughs> so I, I, I've got to go Ric Flair. It just would be crazy not to. We've been eyeing this up 18 months down, or look back. If we put together things that we talked about the most, individual wrestlers, I bet you there's hours of Ric Flair material where we're just either doing Ric Flair voice or just making fun of his stupidity. Chris? WrestleMania, Stone Cold wrestles in a hardcore match. Uh, I never in, in, in enjoyed, I think, a WrestleMania moment more than that moment. But the fact that Stone Cold wrestled in a hardcore match in WrestleMania at this age was awesome. It's not as awesome as a <laughs> fucking lunatic gigging in a parking lot at 70, what did we say it was? Two, three, 74. four. 74 fucking years old because he's so goddamn crazy and such a fucking rabid e egomaniac that he has to do it. I have never been able to do it like I've been able to do it. He's going to be crying in the ring. If he survives, he's going to be crying. If they don't drag him out in a fucking gurney. And the more... He's got to die. Good. And the more... The one thing I'm looking for is the 1,200 people that'll be there. <laughs> the crowd being oh, farce. So good. It's yeah, going to be so good. It's, it's they're gonna, well, what they're going to do is they're going to make everybody move down. That's what I was going to say. It would be amazing if it was like a venue and there's like, you know, like going like watching a Marlins game where there's like 20 people here, five people yep. over here scattered all over the place. Oh, that's what it's going to be like, man. They're going to go through that fucking thing and they're going to be like, are you gonna move? And what happened? I mean, like they'll Scorpio Sky throws his wristband into the crowd. You see a kid like run down four aisles, like they do at a baseball game when no one's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When nobody's there. <laughs> when it's fucking, when it's when it's fucking August twelfth, and in Miami, 
and they're playing like the fucking they're two of the worst teams in baseball playing, and they're in extra innings. It's a Wednesday. Somebody's coming from thirty feet away to to, to pick it up. Two dudes fist fighting over a foul ball because there's no one exactly, around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Good times. All right. He's taking fucking. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're not done with this yet. No, we still, we still get to talk about it. The other semifinal: control your narrative versus Joey Ryan working on the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland and then getting fired. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh man, this is a really tough one for me. I, the, the Joey Ryan thing has just really snuck up on me. Is like fucking hilarious. But I think I'm gonna go with. The, the pro wrestling crowd actually kind of not embracing this specific type of stupidity and all of these people that went from probably getting $50,000 paychecks to work an event for going to a total gate of like $8,000 and then uh, fucking Nia Jax, Braun Strowman have to sit there and split it up amongst everybody who ends up not even paying for their flights and hotel. Chris? I'll go CYN. Former superstars <laughs> wrestling for no one <laughs> because they want to do things their way. This is why you get told by your bosses to do things a certain way, because no matter how much you think you know how to fucking do it, you don't know how to do it. You suck at it. You need guidance. And they need guidance and control your narrative is fucking ridiculous. And at this point, I think I may want to go to it just so I can laugh. <laughs> but I don't want to give my money. Maybe I can get free tickets somehow. So who are you picking? Control your narrative. Control your narrative. Right. What would you have gone with? I This is very difficult because on one hand, you have Joey Ryan, who's been reduced from being a paid entertainer to working for, I don't know, thirteen fifty an hour, to control your narrative, who are going to a show where everybody's going to get paid less than thirteen fifty an hour because nobody's showing up. The one through line here that we've somehow landed on is that it's two things where the wrestling community has actually rejected a a scumbag for once. (laughs) Right. Usually, usually be apologizing for him. But he did good dick plexes. Everybody's after Effie now. That's the new wrestler they're all trying to get rid of. You familiar with that? I don't know who that is. Does like, I mean, he he portrays. Nobody knows if he's openly queer wrestler, but he just did a spot with a woman in the ring where he was fucking her face. And everybody's like, man, are you fucking kidding me with Joey Ryan Jr. over here doing this shit? So <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody's keeping an eye on him. It's only a matter of time. If there's before... a hole, someone will be there to fill it. Yeah, there's no more... It's only a matter of time before he's exposed. When, when they say the best wrestling character is your own personal personality turned up to 11. Yep. He wants to fuck faces. All right, we're down to the final. The most outrageous. Stupendous. Not necessarily. Most outrageous thing to happen in the first half of 2022. We've got something that hasn't even happened yet. Ric Flair's last match. It's coming to us live July 31st. To versus Control Your Narrative Wrestling. Which is coming to us live from the Electric Factory in a room full of 20 people. Brandon Gutt. For all the marbles. This is not how I foresaw this shaking out, but now that we're here, I should have known from the beginning. All the Instagram posts, the the tests from the doctors saying that he's in the top 5% of men in their 70s physically. He's a genetic freak. (laughs) 
<laughs> the, the fact that you could screenshot any one of his Instagram videos at any moment and get a picture that's laugh out loud funny. It's Ric Flair's last match. He could he could get incinerated in here. <laughs> Chris? He's going to get incinerated. I hope, like, for real. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Can you imagine fu- Jeff Jarrett just comes out with, like, one of those Tesla blowtorch guns and just, like, <gasps> completely torturing Rick <laughs> 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 he's, he's, he's crackling. <laughs> His hair straight back. Fucking, like, <laughs> They actually did it. Now he's going to be fucking crying the whole match. <laughs> Read. Read. He went. He went. Read. I'm finally joining you. <laughs> and maybe that's his plan. He's gonna be like, he's, ladies and gentlemen, this was for Reed. That's him blowing his brains out. <laughs> Comrade's gonna be like, got the fade, got the fade, trying to put his brain back into his head. I still gotta record a podcast this one. <laughs> Hi, all right. Yes, we're gonna go with uh, the Ricky. The, just, the, just the, just the, the heights that he achieved. Shilling for Car Shield, getting called out for making a flight attendant touch your dick, getting called out again in a book for making a Turner exec. Asking a Turner exec if she wanted to touch her dick. Almost dying a couple years ago to wrestling in a match that the only thing people want to see about it is him dying. Ric Flair, the most outrageous thing that's happened this year in professional wrestling. Ric Flair, I did it for Ric Flair. My son, my son's waiting for me in the afterlife. <coughs> Dies. Rick he's gonna sh- he's gonna show up for the all night edge and lead a sex show in heaven. And they're dead to find too? out. They're dead. It's in, no, it's just gonna find out it's in hell. Well, Edge is a vampire. Yeah, he is a vampire. So is he ever truly alive? Multiple deaths on this. On this uh, outrageous half of 2022 bracket, and only the potential the potential death made it to the final and won. Brandon, final thoughts on this uh, highly entertaining bracket that we did. Oh my god! I mean, I got a lot of them, but I think we landed it probably in a pretty good spot here. What is it? July 31st. July 31st is this, is this event. So the next time you see us, we will have to recap this. I guess we'll um, have watched it. I don't know. Are we paying for it? I'm not paying for it. And fucking no. paying for this shit. And uh, I, I just want to do the whole thing in honor of 75-year-old Julian LaFrancis Lassiter, who was killed by Tammy Sitch on March 25th. Okay. He lost. Just let him know if yeah. you're listening. If you're friends <laughs> out in round family, one. Sorry to the, the Lassiter family. If you're friends with this family, we wholeheartedly apologize that he wasn't important enough or outrageous enough. When he died, he lost to Ric Flair's stupid fucking match. It's going to stink, and he might die in. 
BAC of .28. Nice. Ooh. That's juicy. Tammy Stitch. Farting on porn and killing motherfuckers on the street. That's our Tammy Stitch. Chris, final thoughts? No, I got nothing. Ric Flair. Can't wait. There you go. So we'll be back next week. We'll have our, uh, I guess our usual, our huge. You think if you think I'm watching, we don't watch Rampage anymore though. So if you don't want to watch Rampage, we're not gonna talk about it. If you, <laughs> if you do, uh, let us know. And if you have any ideas for brackets, you want us to do another one, shoot us an email, wrestlingishard at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling Is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Sign up for our YouTube channel. Go watch us on YouTube, Wrestling is Hard Productions. Tell your friends. Give us five stars on iTunes. For Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim, and we'll be back here next week. 